Support for the YBO podcast comes from the Digital Discovery Network, where regular people have real conversations. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. This is your host, Christina Royster. Today, I am joined by a special... I don't even want to say special because he's getting on my nerves. Special guest, my boyfriend, Joshua Warner. Hello. Why would you say it like that? You Oh, you just get on my nerves. Okay. Today, Josh and I are going to put y'all on to some of our favorite things right now. We're also going to be doing a summer recap. So even though it's August, summer is basically over to me. So it's time to rewind, take it back to May and, you know, just talk about what happened in the news, pop culture. Maybe you missed something. So I'm calling this the summer rewind. And lastly, I have three questions for Josh that he has no idea about. Are you ready? You already know. Okay. y'all on today is the top 10 u.s cities with high paying jobs and a low cost of living so this is 2018 this is very relevant because you know everybody our age they trying to move out but it's expensive out here so if you want to know where to live to make a high average income and a low cost of living here you go number 10 Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. Number nine, Dallas, Texas. Number eight, Tampa, Florida. Number seven, Bakersfield, California. Really? Number six, Omaha, Nebraska. Number five, Durham, North Carolina. Number four, Phoenix, Arizona. Number three, Lexington, Kentucky. Number two, Kansas City, Missouri. And number one, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, where the average annual income is $72,385 and the cost of annual necessities is $18,701. So I know your friend Danny just moved to Oklahoma. So Danny, if you're listening, we wish you well in your move. And yeah, you're going to be saving some money. I mean, it, it's a give and a take. Who wants to live in Oklahoma? No offense, but... All right, go ahead and isolate your people in Oklahoma. <laughs> you just lost one listener just now. <laughs> Bye, Danny. Ugh, what is your put y'all on, Josh? So put you on. my put y'all, first of all, I'm really surprised Atlanta was not on there because everyone touts Atlanta as being a very low mm. cost of living area. I don't know. Seems pretty metropolitan to me. Oh, you know, we'll see. Uh, but my put y'all on is, so as y'all know, or probably as y'all do not know, uh, recently got on Twitter only because of the person to my left right now. Yes, follow Josh on Twitter. I made him make one, and your life has been changed, hasn't it? Um, sure, we'll go with that. So, but one person that I have truly enjoyed following is uh, this guy Robert Little. He has uh, he I guess he created his own type of a uh, sports journalism site. It's called Black Sports Online, and so he just posts um constant articles that he puts out or he has uh, writers putting out um, that is honestly it's just very um, it doesn't always have to relate to sports it's, uh, 
uh, political uh, news, uh, social news, or entertainment news, but uh, all of his uh, perspective of his writing, all of it comes from like a, a black perspective, to be perfectly honest. And it's just like really uh, interesting to see because, you know, the majority of the articles that you read, uh, whether they're biased or unbiased, they always, they don't really seem to uh, come from I would say people of color's point of view. So just kind of the topics that he speaks out on and kind of the perspectives that he writes from, it's usually something where it's like, wow, I didn't, uh, I've seen this article 20 different times, but I've never heard of it from this point of view. So it's always been an interesting read for me to see. That's great. And so his Twitter is so yes, at BSO. Exactly. His Twitter is at BSO. That is his website, Black Sports Online. So, I mean, he doesn't know that I'm shouting him out, but uh, shout out. He to has him. 89K followers. I mean, so, you know, hopefully. He's big. I mean, he's big. Ho- just, yeah, maybe one day know. he can hear this. <laughs> so, today, Josh and I are going to, like I said, take it back, rewind, and cover everything that was in the news this summer well not everything we can't cover everything but some top things that stood out to me this summer and um basically this is you know pop culture some of it is political but in case you missed anything here is your summer rewind the first thing that i have on my list is justice for junior so josh can you just give us a 20 second synopsis of what happened in that situation? Um, so from the articles that I've read about it, apparently there was a, a teenager, was he 15 years old? Is yeah. Yes. That, uh, the, there was a, there was a girl involved in which she said that she was allegedly raped and her, her friends or friends of her friends, uh, thought that they had saw the boy that they, that she said had raped him inside of a convenience store he was going to buy, whatever, whatever. And so they go and they decide to jump him and they do it, uh, excessively so to the a degree of which he had to, um, he, uh, crawled out of the convenience store trying to make it to the hospital. And there were just several layers of what took place. First of all, uh, the fact that he had to crawl from the convenience store all the way to try to get to the hospital and no one helped him. But there are several recordings of him. That's one piece of, uh, terribleness because of people using their phones. Yeah, I'll take it from here. So, um, Justice for Junior was a really upsetting story at the beginning of the summer. Obviously, because a young boy died. But what was most shocking was how many people just stood on the street and recorded him begging for help and nobody helped him. And had they gotten him to the hospital faster instead of recording on their phones, maybe he would have survived. We don't know. But also the fact that um, those kids reacted so violently. And as it turns out, the girl said she lied about being raped. So, first of all, they stabbed the wrong person. That's the third thing. He wasn't even yeah. the correct dude. They, he wasn't even the right guy. And even if they did catch the right guy, why would you have to stab somebody to death? So, um, I believe all of them were caught and charged. And, um, yeah, that was in the Bronx. And going off of this, going off of this topic of violence, um, another tragedy that happened at the beginning of the summer was the death of of rapper XX Tenacion. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, you know, this is my opinion on him. I was not really a big fan to like I just didn't listen to his music to be honest. And then when all the stories came out about him um being abusive to women, I really didn't want to support him. Now, when the kid died and everybody said that's what you get, blah blah blah, hope you rot in hell. 
I don't think that anybody on this earth does, deserves to be shot and killed when they're just out shopping. Was he a bad person? I don't know what he did. I really don't know him personally, obviously. So I can't be the judge of that. Only God can be the judge of that. But I don't like when people are saying like, yeah, I'm glad he died. Like, wasn't he like 19 or something? He was like 18, 19. He was young. And I just feel like that was a poor reaction from the public. Mm -hmm. um, any thoughts, Josh? Um, no, it kind of goes in the same vein along with you. Uh, I understand that uh, the, his supporters, uh, I read that the outcry from them was the fact that that was kind of in his past, more so the abuse towards women that they felt that he was trying to turn. Yeah, so the whole thing with this story was like, can people change? Mm -hmm. He was bad before, he's getting better, and nobody cares because they're just judging him from what he's done in his past. So what do you think about that? Um, I do think, I mean, I am one to believe that everyone should be given a second chance. Uh, you can forgive, but it definitely, definitely does not have to be that you forget. So you can go and, so first of all, like you said, no one deserves to, to, uh, be shot like that for, for no reason or, or no cause of, of that nature. Mm -hmm. So that's certainly sad. But, uh, to say that he deserved anything like that is definitely a crossing a line. Yeah. Moving down the line, I want to give a little bit of time to the caged children situation in the United States. So we literally have immigrant... I don't even think that the children are immigrants. Basically, parents are being deported and the children are being separated and thrown into legit cages. And I just don't know how this is ethical. I don't know why this is happening like if you're going to deport someone's parents at least put them in a safe environment not a cage you know what i'm saying so with this happening uh throughout the summer it's just really shown me how inhumane our government can be and i mean i already knew that they've left people for dead in the middle of the street but just babies i've seen videos of toddlers like being reunited with their parents and they almost don't remember them. Mm -hmm. So, any thoughts on that? Um, first of all, um, oh my gosh, I lost my thoughts that I was going to say. I, I think I was going to say that I, uh, the outcry for this has been uh, huge, so I'm like so happy that the fact that our voices have actually been heard to the degree at which there has actually been a political change and uh, that the awareness of it has gone up so much so that they are now outcries for not only closing down of these detention centers, but the fact that now there is a more intense eye for what exactly goes on because, you know, you hear about the thing of fake news and you try to read about what's actually accurate and whenever you have certain politicians speak out on it, uh, not just the president, they will try to sugarcoat it in a way to say that, oh, there's summer camps or other educational um uh, venues and this, that, mm -hmm. and the other. And so you'll like, you know, maybe you'll put it down, this and that. But I know that when I finally saw on Facebook uh, the pictures that were actually out for what these camps looked like, uh, that's when it was like... They look like concentration camps. Honestly, look like concentration, concentration camps. Honestly, being caged. Uh, the uh, the food supply that they had, just kind of the, the, these closed quarters that they had the kids in and whatnot. And obviously, like you said, when the kids were, you know, returned back to their parents. So that look, all of that just kind of goes to show just how what you read is definitely different than what's actually going on out there. Mm -hmm. Moving down the line, um, this summer, Jay-Z and Beyonce dropped a 
surprise album, I guess you could call it. Um, I don't sound excited because I guess I've already told this to you, Josh. When the Carters dropped Everything is Love, at first I was like, ooh, yeah. But then I thought about it more after listening to it, and I was just like, they just keep milking this cheating situation. They got Lemonade out of it, then they got his album out of it, now they got a third album out of it. And it's hard to put into words, but my feeling is that, like, they're becoming cocky. And it's okay to be cocky because you're rich and you're famous, but, like, I don't like when Beyonce tries to play, like, tough, street, cursing, rapping. Just stick to the singing, sis. That's how I feel. Um, I think that it's hard to not be cocky in that position. That's fine. Like, I loved the, um, whatchamacallit, the video they shoot, they shot in the, um, French art museum. That's amazing. I love everything they're doing. I just feel like, wait a second, maybe they're really just playing us and taking all of our money. I mean, do you, if it works, it works. I'm one of those people that it's like, you, if, if you are able to find people to, not that I'm calling the public suckers, but if you're going to find people to pay for whatever, then psh, do it. I've just never been a super fan. Like, I like Beyonce and I like Jay-Z and that's that. I'm not like, oh my God. Uh, like, I don't know. I mean, here, here, I'll be honest. I've only listened to, like, three songs on the album. Still haven't listened to it. That's what I'm saying. Like, the whole thing, I was just like, okay, this is good. I wasn't like, oh, I'm drooling over this. Well, first of all, I'd like to say the fact that it it was originally only uh, released on Apple, well, titled in Apple Music, and it took the it longest took a while time to get to, to Spotify. Get Spotify. That goes to the whole cockiness a bit. I mean, that kind of turned me off to it, to where it was like, well, I'm gonna wait for it when it comes out, and the enthusiasm for it definitely waned by the time it finally got to Spotify. Mm. Well, we know what I was anticipating this summer. Drake's album, Scorpion. But he couldn't let it be released without some drama. He got into the beef with Pusha T. Pusha T exposed that he had a son. And then Drake went quiet. How you gonna go quiet during a rap beef? Don't question the six god. I was confused. I wanted answers. To be honest, I don't even care about the son, the stripper, the whatever else Literally i was i was here for the music and it was a solid album i'm not gonna say it was drake's best album ever but he did have some hits clearly in my feelings took off with the in my feelings challenge and i'm glad that he not only paid shiggy but also had shiggy in the music video for the song since shiggy basically helped his song explode and um yeah that that was really dope of drake he I mean, look, he clearly has the hearts of everyone in America. He can do no wrong. I'm sorry. I completely forgot about that rap beef when he put out the I'm Upset video. I was like, ooh, Degrassi reunion? That's all I need. I don't care what you got going on. And he did basically admit to having a son on the show. I mean, on the album. So it's totally fine. What about you? What did you think of Scorpion? Are you A-side or B-side? I'm definitely A side. I mean, I would have to go with A side. Oh, really? You, you see more of an R and B. I mean, life. I mean, I'm definitely A side. On A side, I really like Nonstop, um, mm-hmm. Mob Ties, uh, Elevate. On the B side, though, in my feelings, After Dark, um, Finesse, those are all great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm seeing Drake in September. 
that'll be a nice end to my su summer, God willing, because it's the Drake and Migos tour and Offset had to get arrested so they canceled some shows and we don't know what's going to happen. Stay tuned. Um, so also this summer we had, well, first of all, we had the Cleveland Cavaliers lose the NBA we don't finals we don't talk about that. We to the Warriors. That. We can skip this. We can really skip this. It's not that serious. First of all, I just think that the NBA is rigged because the same two teams keep going back, but that's besides the that's point. That's why we had the best player in the world. We can just skip this. It's fine. So the best player in the world, quote unquote, was a free agent, and who did he choose, Josh? I will give you 30 seconds to talk about this topic. All right, first of all, you will put respect on his name and remove those quotes. He okay. is, hands down, the best player in the world. No quotes. Who and, are you talking about? Uh, that is LeBron the King James. That's oh, right. okay. That's right. Uh, but uh, he went to the LA Lakers, and shout out to him for understanding the fact that the game is bigger than just a game of basketball. I mean, we're going to move on to his school and his uh, philanthropic efforts and whatnot, but I mean, he went to the Lakers uh, to try to, try to raise up that franchise from the uh, depths of hell. But, you know, continue. <laughs> so, do you think that he has any chance at a ring this I mean, year? not this year. I say, I say it's a four-year plan. I'm going to say by year three. Oh, you know, no! Three, year three is going to be in the finals again. He has to build up some things. Oh, know. no. Well, you're right. Not only did LeBron make the news because of his choice in basketball, but he also made the news because he came up with a dope school in his hometown of Akron, Ohio. And what is it? Akron? Akron. Akron. And when I looked up the school more, I just fell in love with it even more. I mean, we're talking about social services for the parents. We're talking about GED services for the parents. The kids are given breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Or snacks, sorry. And the kids are all given a bicycle and a helmet. Just stuff like that, man. That really changes the community. Not just those students, but the community. Um, I would also like to say the biggest thing to me was the not only the free tuition to the school, but also the if you graduate from that school, you get free tuition into a college. And that and the parents thing is huge to me because as someone who grew up in Akron, Ohio, and who have definitely, not me, I'm talking about I was going to say. <laughs> not I, not I. Um, but no, but him who experienced all the struggles you're going to face. So much of it is more than just what the kids are able to do within the classroom. They have to go home afterwards. So for him to not only try to help the kids and provide them with a straight and easy path to not only get into college, but what they can do after college, but also help the parents because if the parents are, are the ones struggling, the kids are not going to be able to have as much freedom and flexibility to be able to go on and do those great things. For him to also take the time to help their situation, he's truly trying to change like a, a, a generation uh, of families like for the future. This isn't just a here's some money to get through this period of your time and then after that mm -hmm. I'm out. Yeah, so um, just great work by LeBron. And I just put this on the list because this just surprised me this summer. Ariana Grande uh, got engaged to Pete Davidson. Any yeah, thoughts? That's all you need. That's, that's all we need to say, really. Next. <laughs> they literally were dating for like three weeks and got engaged. And I wish them the best, honestly. But, you know, he does have mental health issues. And I think that uh, he just latched onto her too fast and they moved too quickly because of that. Wow. But I wish him the best. What? <laughs> Josh, he literally has like a personality disorder. No, not that part. I'm talking about the latched onto her real quickly. And That's what they said. 
That's what they said in the news. With that type of personality disorder, people tend to latch on to others quickly. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I wish them the best, though. Next, Cardi B announced this summer that she was married since September 2017. So, oop, jokes on y'all. Which means that she was already married to Offset when he was doing all his cheating and stuff. So, I don't know if that yeah, so makes her dumber, dumb or what. A lot of jokes being played. Nobody knows who's being played off right now. Um. Also... Cardi B and Offset did have their first child together and they named it Culture with a K. Okay. It was a girl. Any thoughts? Um, no, I mean, you know, with all the baby names that are going on with celebrities, this isn't really uh, out of the, this isn't really out of the norm and especially with Cardi's name and her sister's name, this is a little bit more subdued than I would even expect. To be so. honest, I expected crazier. Yeah, so exactly. that was That was cool. That was fine. Why... Can't we just enjoy the hot dogs? Why can't we just enjoy the cookout? This summer, this 4th of July, all I saw was, oh, I'm not celebrating the 4th of July because we didn't have our independence, meaning black people. Just shut up and enjoy the cookout. Come on, for one day, just enjoy the cookout. Any thoughts, Josh? Um, I understand that a lot of people uh, felt, um, uh, especially with the uh, with the Colin Kaepernick situation with the kneeling and what's the difference between um, saying that we have our freedom as a nation and what was truly like freedom for each individual uh, uh, nationality. Um, so, but I definitely, I do agree with Christina where it's a thing of, I understand that we are individuals and, and, that, and that individuals do make up the melting pot of America. But if you are living within this country, it's up to you as to whether or not you want to celebrate the national, uh, the, uh, uh, what is it? Independence. Independence Day. Day. But, uh, Just if don't... you're not going to celebrate it, then there's no point in trying to speak down against the others that are going to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get where they're coming from, but I'm just not that deep. I'm just not trying to act like that. All right. So next on my hit list is, that maybe wasn't the right word. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie Jenner was named a self-made millionaire by Forbes this summer. And I just don't think that's fair because she's not really self-made. She's not really, she came from money. I think self-made really means rags to riches and they could have gave it to so many other people. But um, I think that Kylie Jenner uh, came from money. So it's not really fair. What about you? Uh, when I saw that article, was talking about when she was a self-made millionaire. Uh, that was hilarious. And the even funnier bit that I saw afterwards was in which someone decided to make a GoFundMe in order to make her the first ever billionaire because she was what I believe like a million. Yeah, like she was away. like only a, a couple. She was of only a couple of million. A... Yeah, a couple of million away from being the first ever billionaire. The idea of giving, not giving rich people money, but giving specifically like her who's already had the advantages of the family and what she was born into more money uh as if that's going to improve your life that doesn't make much sense to me Mm. so another thing that caught my eye on social media this summer was the mcclure twins and their father uh so if you're not familiar with them the mcclure twins are these two biracial uh female twins they're super adorable and their parents just record them saying funny things well, their dad is white, and it was uncovered that he had some pretty racist tweets in two thousand from two thousand eleven to two thousand fourteen. So 
this just proved to me that you just cannot be idolizing these celebrity people too much because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And uh, it's very sad because the girls are pretty young. I'm pretty sure they're like five or something. So when they really start to understand this, it's not going to be pretty. And another thing is like, you can't just pick and choose, oh, I like some black people. Oh, I only like this black person. No, you can't have a black wife and be racist to all other black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, This goes a little bit connects to your previous podcast, If I'm Not a Role Model, in which you were talking about the uh, celebrating or, or praising certain people and celebrities, but then what about their choices that they make? I'm someone who's able to separate the artist from the art. Like, I can appreciate what you do and what you, and what you do that I enjoy, but that doesn't mean that I have to like you or support what you're doing as an individual. So, you know, obviously with things like Kanye or obviously with certain uh, so, uh, sports athletes, you know, baseball now or whoever will get there. But it's like I can appreciate their actions and not have to appreciate like what their personality or what their ideas are. So we going to still be hee hee ha ha to these videos and stuff? Because after I'm saying, mm-hmm. first of all, the kids are involved, you know, it's not their fault. Their dad's racist. Absolutely, yeah. But second of all. After this was found out, they just made another long YouTube video about it and still got more views. So it's just like they were just using it to their advantage. I don't know. To be honest, I don't really watch it that much. But when I found that out, I was like, wow, you literally are famous for your two black daughters. So you might want to cool it. Which brings me to some other racist tweets. Josh Hader, who's on the Brewers baseball team. Um... Can you look up his age real quick, how old he is? All I know is, a couple years ago, he made some racist tweets, and, um... Yeah, I believe he was 17 when he made Okay, them. well, oh. he made them when he was 17, but he's, like, 22 now. No, so, like... <laughs> I informing of the age. He's 24 now, so this is seven years ago. He's 24 now. Everyone's like, he changed, he grew up, he's a different person. I'm sorry, but I don't think you can just change from being racist. I really don't. Just overnight like that. Mm. I think he meant what he said. And the only reason I'm even talking about him is because some fans gave him a standing ovation. For what? For what? For what exactly? For standing his ground? I don't understand. All right. Um, I have several uh, views on this bit here. I don't want to take too much of the time and we've already spoken on it. But, uh, but one, I do think that people change over time, but it is not a maturity thing. I think it is an experience thing. The majority, first of all, with baseball, I will say that not only is it a majority, for now, majority white sport, even though uh, uh, Hispanic players are certainly rising in numbers, but the fact is, is that majority of the time, the areas of the world or the country that they come from it is very close that it's very like they don't get a lot of experience with other cultures and races that's no excuse for them to be racist but the idea that boom you go from that environment and now you're thrown onto the big stage of the national media of you know milwaukee whatever whatever and now you and now you let's say you experience other races other cultures a lot more so you do have the ability to change so my specific bit that i didn't like about what his apology quote-unquote was was the fact that he said that oh i was young and and the only thing that's different now is the fact that I'm older. If he were to say something along the lines of, yes, I was in a very cocooned area when I was young and I only was only around a certain amount of people when I was young and now seven through these past seven years of my life, I've experienced so much more of the world. I've met so many different people. I've 
uh, met so many different more cultures. Now I can see how that had gives you a reason to change. You do not just change your uh, racist or bigoted attitudes just because of an age going up seven years that does nothing. And it's not only him. Now you have a bunch of more baseball players now with Sonny Gray on the Yankees. His tweets were recently uncovered from 2011 and Sean Newcomb. Uh, I think he's on the Oakland A's, and they have Trey Turner on the Washington Nationals. All of these players now, their old tweets are being uncovered. And that's a whole nother bit where I don't you like know, now where people are kind of going back in time to try to find old tweets that people That's say. why you need to watch what you say at all times, because you never know. That's exactly how I feel. And I think it's interesting that you said these tweets keep coming up from 2011. Now, I'm not trying to put the pieces together, but if the shoe fits... 2011, that's around the time Obama was running and people was probably acting racist. So there, I said it. That's how I feel. Oh, and Q Hammer. Um, my, th- I, you know, I agree. That's it. Bring in the dancing lobsters. All right. Case closed. Hammer's been cute. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I mean, maybe a person can change, but like you said, he didn't say, I'm sorry for being racist. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm sorry I was young and dumb. Exactly. Moving on, uh, while we're on the topic of sports, this summer there was the World Cup and France won. And the big thing in the news was uh, a lot of France's team were African. Mm -hmm. So they said, congratulations, Africa, for winning the World Cup. Oh, where is that what they said? Not even peep that. And uh, some people were like, wow, how dare you? Not everybody on the team is black. Not everybody on the team is African. Okay, well, this is a prime example of sports teams using people of color when they see fit and then afterwards not caring about them or their people or their lives or their cultures. And so... I just want to say that if you're going to keep using black people for basketball and football and soccer, you might want to be nice to us. There. Anything else you'd like to say? Um, yeah, I know that there was a whole uh, controversy over the fact that uh, I'm glad that France won not only, not only just because I was supporting them more so than Croatia at the time, but just because of the fact that it did bring up this... Um, type of conversation of well when I think France I certainly do not think a bunch of African I'm players pretty on sure team. Fran- French people are mean to black people I've never been to France but isn't that what they say oh uh, well, I've never been to France so I can't say either. I think I think I heard that they were very racist but I but I did like the fact that that team had won because the idea that you have of France and the players that you see on the front pages definitely uh raised some questions as to all right so what the heck is this why is it that you're of your people of your nationality a large percentage of them are white but how come on your team I can't give the percentage number but certainly more than half of them do seem to be African mm. that's a question we'll have to answer at another time now one more thing that I want to talk about wow this just became the summer of like race I guess I don't know it's always been about race but um stand your ground Florida long story short a couple of color I think they were black Hispanic I think black couple of color pulls into a convenience store parking spot handicapped parking spot they're not handicapped son and man go into the store meanwhile white angry man outside pulls up to the car why are you in this parking spot you're not handicapped when the husband boyfriend whoever he was 
sees this happening outside. He rushes outside, shoves the man, the white man. The white man shoots the the black guy, point blank, period, kills him in front of his kid and his girlfriend. And he might not go to trial because they're saying this is part of Florida standard ground rule. So I think that this is baloney. Like, I really just think this is bogus. Like, the standard ground rule is for self-defense. All he did was push you. That doesn't warrant killing somebody. He didn't have a weapon on him. He didn't come at you. All he did was put you to the ground. Um, This goes part and parcel for me with the, not only the police, police brutality and police uh, Yeah, this killing, was a civilian. But, These were just two people at a store. But also with school shootings, also with gun laws. Like, I mean, I'm not even going to say for some reason. People do not understand the power of guns. People do not understand the idea that you can end very easily end someone's yeah, life. Yeah, that was that. my thing. If he really wants to claim that he was defending himself, he could have just shot the guy in the arm or the leg. He didn't have to shoot him to death. Yeah, so I just feel that um, there definitely has to be, not only obviously we talk about stricter gun laws, but better education on guns, uh, but just better uh, a better uh, better ideas needs to be uh, portrayed for how powerful of the weapon of a gun is. Because yeah. it cannot just be used in a simple self-defense reason like that. Yeah. And lastly on my list, um, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other things happening this summer, but to me, summer is practically over. So, um, Demi Lovato was doing so well and she was sober and then she did suffer from an overdose. She survived. But the point I wanted to make about this is that, um, a lot of people were saying like, y'all weren't supporting Lamar like this when he overdosed. And I mean, it's true. Here's two celebrities with two drug problems. What's the difference? One is cute and in the public eye. The other looks like a sad black man. So what's the difference, Josh? Um, They're taking the same drugs. I don't I'm not as informed on this, to be perfectly honest, because from the things that I've seen, my personal view of Instagram, Twitter, a lot of people have made jokes of Demi. Like it's been plenty, uh, plenty of uh, jokes at her expense about it. I don't know if this is the national media news that has been giving out their support and trying to raise awareness of of overdosing and awareness of the dangers of drugs. But from my view, it seemed that Demi has been getting just as many jokes as anyone. About That's not good either, about. though. We shouldn't be making fun of somebody because they hooked on drugs. I don't know, man. It's sad. But I don't want to end on a sad note like that. <laughs> so I'm going to end it with this. I have two, just two oh, quotes, think... two quotes for you, Josh. I thought there were three questions. Well, it's only two. I'm lying to you, viewers. I only got, did I say three at the beginning? You said three. Well, now it's two because <clears throat> I think I deleted one. Here's two quotes that, um, okay, let's make it three. How about three? Mm-hmm. I, I got one. One is a trick question. Okay. Here's three quotes I'm going to ask Josh. They're from this summer. And I just want you to tell me where they're from. A movie, a song. It's from this summer. It's recent. I don't mean nothing. You got this. You can do it. I don't mean anything. I know you can't use your phone to look it up. All right. Number one. Drake. It's not Drake. God. Lames can't call and you a lame. You had it, then you lost it. Hall of shame. 
I can buy a Bentley. Don't talk to me. For a show, one fifty. Don't talk to me. Oh, I know that song. I forget who it's by. Just tell me the song. Oh, it's a uh, Big Bang. Yes, ding ding ding. <laughs> this was my favorite song this summer, what Big Bang by YG, uh, featuring Two Chains, Big Sean, and Nicki Minaj. Okay, this one here. Done properly, parenting is heroic act. Done properly. Doctor Phil. No, this is Edna Mode from Incredibles 2. This is a quote from Incredibles 2. That was a great movie that came out this summer. That she watched without me, just so y'all know. It's cool. Yes, I went to go see Incredibles 2 without my boyfriend. I saw it with my brother, Even okay? we were going to watch it that weekend, but it's cool. Okay, Josh. And I saw The Purge without Josh, and he was upset, so. I mean, go ahead, keep making yourself look bad. I, okay, look, ladies, don't wait for a man to take you to the movies. You can take yourself. Last one here. This is a trick question. You're not going to get this. I can't hang with my single friends too much if this the man I'm trying to be. I need some hints. This is just a trick question. This is a real life quote that I overheard a guy telling his friends at the bar when I was at Fridays by myself. No, one day I went to happy hour by myself just after work and I overheard this dude saying like, yeah, I can't be hanging with my single friends too much no more. Like if this the man I'm trying to be like, I can't be with them no more. And I was just like, wow, that would be a really good podcast talk. So maybe on a next episode whole purpose of that quote was just so you can tell that story josh literally that was a real quote though i know I'm just whatever saying. where can the people follow you on social media if they show choose oh, you know i'm not prepared for this um i believe on the gram i am jdubs94 that is j-a-y-d-u-b-b-s 94 and it is the same for twitter great you guys can follow me on Instagram, Miss Christie. That's M I S S C H R I S D E E. And Twitter, C D R. Oops, it's C D. What is it? C D Royster. It's spelled C D R O Y S T E R. Until next time. Bye. See ya.